Welcome to They That Hope with Father Dave and Deacon Bob, seeing humor and hope in a crazy world. And I'm Deacon Bob. And it's an evening recording. What's up, man? Not much. It's good to see you. It is great to see you. How many months has it been since we've seen each other? Just like two weeks. Oh. Just... It feels long. And when I see your face... I'm, I'm a believer. believer. Good to see you, Robert. How yeah, are you? I'm doing great, actually. Good. I'm going to get to share all, some all of the amazing. The yeah. Yeah, the yeah. amazing. I got to go on a retreat. We'll talk yeah. about that yeah. a little bit later. Retreat in air quotes, if you could see. Although you can watch. If you're watching air quotes. <laughs> okay, if they're watching, you actually don't need to say air quotes. No, you but just, not everybody's you just watching. That's great. We cover all the bases. Retreat. <laughs> Um, excited. We there's been so many sports things. Unbelievable. Unbelievable we're sports about, things. We actually toyed with that's all we're going to talk about yes. today, but we decided not because that's not who we are. Well, we're going to just see how it goes. <laughs> yes. So, uh, gosh, we got to go back. Yes, uh, the, we do. the Cavaliers. Let's talk about basketball okay, okay, a little okay, bit. Quick, all right. Cleveland quick. Cavaliers are doing great. Wonderful. They've lost the last couple games with very close things. Oh my goodness! Last Sunday, I was there. They. Uh, Darius Garland scored 51 points. Who did you points. take this time? I took Chris Frank, actually. That's good, awesome. A good friend and alumni. And um, he scored 27 points. Chris Frank did? In the fourth quarter. Chris Frank got wow. on the field. Wow, that's amazing. And, uh, no, Darius Garland did. But I actually had a really beautiful moment. So I went to see the uh, Celtics game with my daughter, Eliana. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's just moments as a dad where you just get so proud and you realize, like, this is my daughter. Yeah. So the Celtics game was as tight as it could be. There's about five minutes left in the fourth quarter, and my daughter looks at me and he sa- she says, Dad, if we leave now, we can beat the traffic. And I never loved her more than in that moment. And so we got in the car, because it's wait, a two-hour drive the game to Cleveland. Was tight. It was very tight, and it was just as exciting on the radio. Because she had to get to school in the morning. No, you don't, I had don't to tell do. me this. It gets uh, better. Yeah. Oh. It goes into overtime. And I think, oh, she's going to be upset. And she went, oh, do you know how much longer we would have had to stay there? And so they not only won the game, we were an hour into the drive on the way home. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I, I mean, I, I felt are, you, great. are you expecting me to say, oh, that's phenomenal? I mean, I it think, was like it was a I thing in my you family. Should, you didn't go to games. You should you did cherish not the game early ever. You should cherish a father and daughter bonding over something, okay, even that, if you don't agree with it. That I cherish. I cherish the time and the moment you had with your daughter. I just think your choices were really poor. So Bobby and Christy Aborn, other good we friends of ours. This is like just our talking about people This we is love. just our friends. So And, and Marianne D'Armaro and Father Rick. So you got to get everybody in. Okay. They all took, uh, I, I gave them the seats that I, that my season tickets. Because the Airborns are from, don't, Okay, he's pointing at himself as if I haven't invited him to numerous games. So um, they, uh, they're they huge Patriots fans, so they've got their Brady jerseys. And even some of them did the, uh, they like took a Buccaneers jersey and a Patriots jersey and they cut it mm. in half and they sewed them and that's really lovely. Well, when they played the Rams two weeks ago, it wasn't going very well. They were, you know, fourth and goal with like two and a half minutes left, got stuffed. We're going to lose the game, but they got the ball back, and Tom Brady did a classic. Tom Brady, forty-second, amazing, forty-second drive down the field, wins the game with a touchdown. But what Bob said, he's like, when they lost that fourth and goal, he said everybody started leaving, <laughs> and he was like, "Where are you going? This not over. Brady was can it do over it." When the Germans bombed for the harbor, <laughs> that's right. That's exactly kind of the vibe. And I was like, and I told him like, I would have been gone. <laughs> If you can't beat the team, you can beat the traffic. That was my dad's motto. Okay. 
What's the uh, motto? Just, What's no. the motto with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was not our motto. However, okay, so that's great. MBAs, that's awesome. Excellent. MBA. Oh, let's okay. finish up with football and okay. then NFL. professional and NFL. then go into and college. NFL, yep. Speaking of Brady, we still uh, have, okay. they won the first game in Germany. And I didn't realize that. That was the first the ever. The first ever game. Apparently, they had like 3 million requests for tickets, but they only had about 80,000 seats. And it was so it was a fun game. They beat the Seahawks, which was great. Now the now the Buccaneers are five and five, and at the top of the NFC South. Wow, it's great to be in a garbage division. And um, but what was funny is at the end of the game, as they're interviewing players on the field, nobody left, and they were all singing the fans. And the fans. Okay, and they were all singing, uh, you know, "Take Me Home, Country Roads." Don't stop believing. Okay, I have a question. Sweet Caroline. I mean, all these German international fans. Like and, and all the commentators and even the players were like, "This is a party! Like these guys are here." They were so excited to see an NFL okay, game. Okay, so I appreciated. I got a text message from Bob and said, "Um, we were having breakfast, pancakes and eggs and bacon for the pancakes, bacon and Buccaneers for the base or for the bat, football game. Do you want to come?" And I'll explain later that I was out of town, so I wasn't able to come, which I totally appreciated the gesture. Now I have a question: Did they maybe just to give people an experience? Do any of the announcing in German? Like, did they? No. Did they pipe in like what it sounds in German or something like that? I mean, I know the announcers didn't, but we're American. We don't do stuff like that. In fact, I. The irony, of course, is they're not playing Dunkashane at the end of the game. They're playing "Don't Stop Believing." <laughs> it would have been interesting to if hear they sing Edelweiss at the yeah, end. That's yeah, right. yeah, that's yeah. right. So, um, or ninety nine Luft balloons. What oh, was that yeah, one? exactly. Ninety nine. Yeah, I think it is still yeah, ninety nine yeah. Luft balloons. Luft balloons is a German phrase. Farfignugen. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was fun. Great, great football games. My goodness, though, the Bills versus the Vikings. At the, the end of that, so I was just flipping around, and that last two minutes was unbelievable. It was like, absolutely crazy. Unbelievable. Yeah. And then I, the Vikes was the team that I grew up when I was little. That was the team I just loved. So there's always Really? Been, Wait, yeah. say more about this. Well, was Mama, this like the Fran Tarkenton days? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Fran Tarkenton, Ahmad Rashad, yeah. Foreman, Alan Page, yeah, okay. that whole group. So mom was from the Twin Cities. So oh, mom was from I didn't Minnesota. Realize so that I always connection. had an affinity. In fact, I had, I don't know, maybe third or fourth, fifth grade, the purple, purple, yeah, the purple people, people eater jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah, the yeah that's were, awesome. Yeah, the Vikings. So I always say that I was. My two favorite teams were the Broncos and the Vikings, and up until '98, I was 0 and 8 in Super Bowls. If I'd have been a Bills fan, <laughs> I'd have been 0 and 12. Oh yeah, yeah. But it oh really was. It was a phenomenal, phenomenal ending. Just, yeah, just a great game. So if you haven't watched that, just Google last two minutes. It was phenomenal. And we should mention baseball. My Astros. my team, the Houston Astros. Oh, I thought you said the Padres. Hmm. Well, then when you took the Philly, I thought I'd just do what you're doing. I thought I did the opposite of what you're doing. Didn't you say you were rooting for the Phillies? Opposite day. Always with you. Okay, all right. So you're rooting for the Phillies. I was rooting for the Astros. Shout out to Heath Garcia, fan of the show. He actually called uh, Astros over Dodgers in six, but it's the Phillies. And that was okay. The Astros still won. I think that's all we care about. There was no hitter. One of the ones. Who who you was the call out for? Heath, uh, Heath Garcia. Okay, Heath Garcia, I appreciate it. Who lives it. in Houston. Okay, fine, but that's he didn't get it. I mean, he got the team who won, but you can't just say All right, wait them, just them, to, and the, and them and the Buccaneers. I mean, that's I mean, Heath, I'm glad your team won, but really. Yeah, well, he just, no, but, okay, he said, I guess I was wrong. I, I guess. Said, I said Astros over Dodgers in sixth grade no. games. So he got he got the Astros right. So, Heath, you're an idiot. No, you're not. And Heath. Do you, you know clearly Heath? know nothing. Do you I, know him? I do, actually. I, I was like going to say, good friends. but you can't call him a name like that. That's just not, that's that's below us. 
Amen. 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 So he, Sorry. He, on, on behalf of Bob, I apologize <laughs> to you. Okay. And so, congrats to all the H-Town friends. Actually, yeah, yeah. There was yeah. a no-hitter in one of the games. Well, sort of. There was a no-hitter Wait, how between, can there be sort of? Well, it was a no-hitter between four different pitchers. Okay. So, yes, it was a no-hit. But when you classically think a no-hitter, it's one pitcher pitches the whole game. That's what I classically think. Okay, can we get to what really matters? Yeah, and you're so excited <laughs> oh about this. Oh, my gosh. All right. Okay. Why don't we talk about college football, Father to? Dave? Okay. I would love to. Okay, so two things. I've just had two really wonderful experiences in college football. Last weekend, some just some lovely, lovely friends of the university, uh, their daughter works for us here at the university, huge Penn State fans. So they invited me and another uh, person from the university to go to the, a Penn State game, which I've never done before. So we went to the game on Saturday, which was just it was phenomenal. It was about it's, four hours away? No, no, no. That's funny. I thought it's, that as well. It's like three hours and five minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's actually fairly close, just okay. by Altoona. Because um, four it, hours would be like way too Yeah. Far. Well, so it was uh, Penn State played Maryland, and, and what I'm about to say, you're going to totally mock me. Um, but we went, it was raining, the score was 30 to nothing, so we might have left before oh, the game was over. Oh, now it comes out. Okay, but that was really fun. Oh, the um, smell of hypocrisy. If yes, only yes, I could yes, smell. Yes, yes, Believe me, it smells delicious. So <laughs> so that was fun. It was just, it was, again, honestly, I think you prefer NFL just because that's kind of what you grew up with. But Well, I do, but college football when I was in high school, so I had, um, all my cousins went to Notre Dame, and that was the Lou Holtz era. So oh, I did go right. to a few of those games. And, okay. I mean- Well, there, since you mentioned it's Notre craziness. Dame. Oh, all right. Did I? Yeah. So two weeks ago, um, myself, we had an alumni event in South Bend on the campus at Notre Dame, which was so much fun. There was about 75 alumni there. Honestly, one of the cool things was was- a lot of people that you don't run into in other places, so that was fantastic. There were classmates of mine. It was really cool. One of them, a classmate of mine and his daughter, who just graduated two years ago, and she had just had a baby. And it's just mm. that's one of the things I love about our, our alumni gatherings is is just to see what God has done in their in their lives and yeah. the lives of the family. So that was just really wonderful. But they were also playing Clemson, and Clemson was ranked number four in the country. So is my, Notre Dame ranked? I know they lost some games early on. Did that? I guess they're not ranked. They are ranked. Oh, well, then why? Then, then they are ranked. T- just answer the question. Yes, they're ranked. Well, what is their rank? Uh, well, I didn't check the poll today. Yesterday it was. Well, before this, what were they? Actually, ranked? they won't come out till tomorrow. Uh, Twenty. Okay. Depending on which round, but but because because of this, okay. So, um, it was myself, two people from the university, uh, Christy, who was with us, and her dad actually went to Notre Dame. It was funny because she went to campus for games, but. They, they never had a ticket, so she never actually got to go to a game. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. So it was myself, Bob, Christy, and then my younger brother, Rob, who's in Cleveland. And they played Clemson. Honestly, nobody gave them a chance to win. I yeah. mean, and they killed them. Wow. I mean, Notre Dame just whooped them from, from the first beginning to the end. It was just. And then, what was um, the final score? 35 to 14. And in the last, nice. they, they got a touchdown, I think both. A touchdown the last two or three minutes because right. Notre, Notre Dame, and I don't like actually when they play that way. But anyway, so the kids stormed the field. I mean, this was this was some people would say the biggest win that Notre Dame's had in the last twenty five years. I mean, mm-hmm. it was just a really big, important win. The kids charged the field, you know, sure. and stormed the field. That's what kids do. Well, so we're up. We're just kind of watching all this happen. And I said, "Well, should we go on the field?" So 
It's not fair to say what we did was storm the field. <laughs> it's more like we meandered. Kind of a, kind of a saunter. Yeah, yeah we you sauntered, sauntered to the, the field, field. Yeah, Kind of carefully jumped off the little wall because we didn't want to roll an ankle no, as we landed. No, you gotta, you're, so, you're not the young chicken but, you used you, to You be. know, the, thing, the reason we say is like, when are we going to get a chance to do this? But it was really funny. So it was myself and my brother and the other. How many times did you get tased on the field by none, security? None, but oh, one of the okay. security guards did walk by and he looked at my brother and I and he goes, you guys are too old for this. <laughs> So we both laughed and we said, you're actually, you're not wrong. Yeah. But the whole evening was just, all like right, fun. so this is a little bit, yeah. What other, The other thing that made it was beautiful is, is Notre Dame was my dad. My dad's a graduate of Notre mm-hmm. Dame. And it was memories with dad and going to games with dad and watching games with dad and texting with dad and, and going to the grotto and, and the, you know, pray there. So to be there with my younger brother, to pray at the grotto, was just really beautiful and very moving and That's then awesome. and, and win the game it really was it was just kind of the whole culmination of everything i shared earlier it was one of the top five sporting events that i've been to so it was just it was just phenomenal that's amazing so, yeah, well we great. should close our sports segment with maybe the greatest win that occurred the over, over these two weeks and then we get to the next sports section you, you know what, what i'm is, talking no. about um i don't franciscan baron soccer oh yes won the President's Athletic Council Championship on the home turf for the first time. President Athletic Council? Isn't that what it's called? What's PAC? Conference. Oh, whatever. I, I figured just like a council. You guys have like a council or okay, something like that. Right, You're like fine. Emperor Palpatine. Yes, yes, yes. Well, both the men and the women went to the finals. They did. They did. Could I ask you the a question? Women, the women who won sadly the didn't win. Goal? Who won the, the uh, That was a scorer? young man by the name of Colby Rice. Who happens to be my godson. Yes, and tangentially kind of also my son, but not as big of a deal for you, for you of right, course, right, obviously, because right, right. you don't have godsons who score winning no, goals no, it was really, it was all the time. It was so fun. So, uh, you know, we're coming up to an end of our college season. We've had a lot of great athletes recognized. One of our, one of our uh, Claire Walters is going to run, I think, Saturday in the national championship. She's going to be, I'm sure she'll be an All-American when it's all said and done. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, we yeah. just have some wonderful, you know, we're a D3 school, if you didn't know that. Um, and it's a great environment and just some really wonderful things. So yeah. the, uh, the Barons moved on to the NCAA, uh, tournament. They lost the first game. Did you go? Well, I was going to, but it was four oh, hours away okay. and it was like, mm, no. And they, they ended up because they were the lowest ranked seed. They played the number one team in the country, the number one team in the country and held their own pretty well for it. Yeah. So. Four to one. I thought that was great. Yeah. They, they had nothing, nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah, so, yeah, but it was, a, it was really exciting. And that is Franciscan. Oh, and let's say one more thing about Franciscan let's. while we're talking about it. At Franciscan University, we are blessed to have amazing scholars from around the world visit our campus for our academic conferences. This past month, we had two big conferences, one focused on the 60th anniversary of the Second Vatican Council and another on the writings and theology of Josef Ratzinger, Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI. There were so many great talks at both conferences, and you're probably thinking, I wish I could have heard those talks. Well, now you can for free. Cha-ching! Or lack thereof. From the Second Vatican Count, the Vatican II Conference, you can listen to two talks and a panel discussion on the Council's major teachings, its controversy, and its legacy. I think you were part of one of those. I was in the second one. Yep. And then from the Josef Ratzinger Conference, you'll enjoy five talks from well-renowned professors and scholars covering topics such as the liturgy, scripture, evangelization, and more. To listen to all these talks for free, visit franciscan.edu slash Ratzinger. 
That's franciscan.edu slash Ratzinger. Franciscan University of Steubenville. That was beautiful. You read that beautifully. Thank you. That was a good read. I've been working on it. That was a good read. So we had talked about the conferences earlier, and now you can check them out. Uh, Really some amazing stuff. So uh, Actually, it was cool. We just actually had a conference last weekend on the philosopher Hildebrand. Oh, is that right? Yep. Of Dietrich von. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Sounds good. No, it is it's actually really cool. The it's been a great semester as far as that's concerned. So Yeah, we have some amazing you know what I was actually looking ahead at you know, there's some uh, spiritual talks. And one talk that looks very exciting is there's a talk with our good friend Father Jonathan Saint Andre called Resting in the Spirit. Oh. And I just think it would be awesome if you just like walk in and everyone is just laying on the just, floor. Just resting. That'd be awesome. Uh, you know, I'll give you a heads up. In this uh, spring, we're going to have a conference in Washington, D.C. on um, ourselves and EWTN is co-hosting it on ethical journalism. Ooh. And it's going to actually be at the Bible Museum. Have you been there yet? No, I haven't. In have you? Bible? No, huh? I mean, I heard um, uh, you could say you're not wrong. What's that guy? He talks like that. Oh, Jordan Peters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Right. What was the phrase he kept saying? Like, fair enough. Okay. That video is also available. It but is. Um, no, he. I had actually made me want to go see it. Yep. yep. The, so, the Bible Museum. So wait, you're going to do it in the Bible Museum? Yep, they're hosting us for a conference. You know, because only because over the last, honestly, since I've become came back to the university as president, I've just been struck by. And part of it's social media influence, just how horrible journalism is. Yeah. You know, you can kind of put anything out there and it's quote unquote journalism. So there are other organizations that are experiencing the same thing. So we're, we're going to have a conversation on that. What does it look like to have ethical journalism? We have lots of good speakers, uh, journalists around. So that'll be cool. We'll give you more information when we get to it. Nice. Cool. We should do a podcast there. And Ooh, then be really cool. give an example of bad journalism. Let's just make fun of everybody. That'd be awesome. Let's yeah. do that. Okay, that that's be a lot of fun. All right, that's good. Okay, um, Robert, um, the elections happened. They did. And apparently they're still going on. I know, right? Somebody said, you know, well, the, well, I think it was actually somebody from the White House that said, you know, this is the way it's going to work with modern elections. It's like, yeah. why is it that everything's electronic now and it takes us two way weeks? Way longer. Where right. 25 years ago it was hanging chads and you'd know, I know. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. 25 so, years ago, they stopped counting at like 15% of the vote, and they figured, eh, yeah, that's, that's the rest of them. enough. <laughs> we got a pretty good idea. <laughs> exactly. But it's, I don't know, it didn't quite go the way I expected it to. You know, it was just, it's a good thing that we place our hope in the Lord, because, yes. like, honestly, I think I think every abortion uh, ballot that was voted on won or lost, or lost. depending on yeah. your perspective. And it just, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of devastating. And you talk about ethical journalism, right? You know, just just a continual narrative of, oh, well, wait, but what about the woman's life? Yeah, what about yeah. the woman's life? It's like, well, then that wouldn't be called an abortion, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. But, um, you know, for me, I, I think some of it's just a reminder of, A, the continual prayer battle that we fight. Absolutely. But, but I think at the end of the day, it's things like prayer vigils, it's 40 Days for Life, it's, you know, it's just the local movements that are encountering people who are thinking of or or going to have an abortion, praying, having the conversations. I mean, you can't legislate this. I mean, you certainly want the law to reflect morality as as best you can, and I think that's essential, and we need to keep fighting for it. 
But at, at the end of the day, even if we had some of those things passed, other people would find no, other ways or, you know, still like medical abortions, yeah, no, like, that's the right. you know, like these are just things that are there. And, and so it, it encourages us to be prayerful and to realize like it, it, like before it, what the law said doesn't change what we are called to do as disciples. Yeah, and, I get and it. that's important. I was at Michigan in Michigan the day after the election. And honestly, it was, you could feel the disappointment and the sadness, but you're absolutely right. I mean, obviously we're going to continue to work towards and strive that laws, just laws or yeah. reason, or that, that are passed. But honestly, you know, I don't even remember who I first heard say it, but they said that, that they believe the Lord is going to give us and allow us to have what we want. And, and like it or not, I mean, there's a large population in our country that they want abortion, you yeah. know? And, and I think it's, I think it's it's awful. It's it's diabolical. And well, what a lot of people want, I mean, quote unquote, is the government to not control your decisions on those things. I mean, I've heard many times. But yeah, I guess, but that's I, that's, I still don't that's agree a, that's with it. You yeah. think so? Yeah, people want abortion. Hmm. I mean, I do. I think, I think that. Yeah, I do. I think people want abortion because the money involved, and some people there's just a total absent respect for and dignity and the beauty of the sacredness of life. I mean, I would like to say it's it's all that, but I think that yeah. comes to it. So, yeah. so, but what you said was at the very beginning, I think is really, really important is that is that we need to continue to pray. I mean, right. ultimately this isn't going to change by law. I mean, I, I, I'm glad RV waited, right. but I said a year ago when I was interviewed about that is that that's just the beginning and, yes. it's, and it's absolute case. And unless individuals' hearts are changed, that's how, there's going to be less abortion as, as people's hearts are being changed. So that's what we pray for. So God bless all of you who are, you know, yeah. faithful. And don't be and, discouraged. And, yeah, those of you, yeah, yeah, those of you who are in the fight, and sp- specifically, you know, boots on the ground, don't be discouraged. Yeah, anymore. you know, Jesus has won the victory, and Jesus didn't say he's going to be changing secular laws. Yeah. And in fact, Jesus was killed by an unjust government and falsely accused and and suffered for us to, to do that. Yeah, because, we're just t- talking as we before we started is that there's just kind of a lot of bad things that have happened over the last yeah. there was the the shooting in, in Virginia is that where there's it was? a shooting in Virginia they just found the bodies of four students out in University of Idaho I mean it, you know the news is always the bad news but it feels you know again it's like oh what happened to that red wave that yeah, was yeah, became yeah. like a little red trickle and then all of these pro-life things you know like yeah. this is going to be a great chance to codify constitutions and and uh yeah I mean it it's definitely it takes the wind out of you a little bit, mm-hmm. but it also then makes you ask the question uh, on where is, where, on where is my foundation? Yeah. Absolutely. Where, where is our hope? And Jesus is still Lord. Yeah. I mean, he is still Lord and he is still inviting us, you know, while we have this life to live, this is the spiritual battle that we yeah. fight. Yeah. You know? And the Lord isn't throwing up his hands like, oh my gosh, what do we do now? Right? Yeah. Right. And that he really is the Lord of it. He is, he is sovereign. He is mighty. And, and that it, it just goes, you know, there's, there was a thing recently on about just kind of the weariness and, and I mean, taking a look at inflation and, mm. and all everything that's going, there's this anxiety, this just yeah. kind of subtle anxiety in, in the country. And, and I was talking to somebody, it's like, well, where, where are people getting charged? You know? And, and if they're not praying, I think, I think if people aren't praying, they just get more and more frustrated and yes. more and more anxious. And, and that's why more than ever, the necessity for us to be able to take some time and to be quiet, and to be still, and let the Lord be present to us is just is key. Yeah. 
Can I have one little good piece of news? We will allow good news okay, on good. this podcast. So our students who are in Gaming, and it, for those of you who, are, who are don't, aren't familiar with the Gaming program, we have a study abroad program where students go. Uh, so I don't know exactly how it worked out. I think so, one of the faculty members had a connection, and the Holy Father asked to have his picture taken with the kids. Aww. So it was great. At the, in the front of St. Peter's, there's a beautiful, I mean, the Holy Father's in a wheelchair now. Yeah. So he's in the middle with all the students around him. It's just, it's really a fun, a fun picture. So if you Google it or look on Instagram, I think it's probably better. Oh, how, so how exciting. Yeah, That's really great. the kids great. are really excited. Nice. Yeah. That is hopeful. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And now? Part three. The retreat. Yeah. I went on a retreat. Bob went on a retreat. retreat. Yes, in, indeed. So he's mocking me because I I went down to Florida, and I've actually never done this before in terms of just going on a retreat by myself, you know, not like signing up for a retreat mm-hmm. or, or doing something. And so I reached out to um, the House of Prayer down in Clearwater, which the university has some great connections with. Yeah. And my email was, I'd like to do a quiet retreat which they took as a silent retreat. But I guess that's kind of what everybody does down there. So maybe it, maybe, maybe going to a Tampa Bay Lightning game in the middle of a silent retreat went a little bit against the spirit of the silent Just retreat. Just a little bit. If it Unless makes you, you didn't say much. If, if it makes you feel better, they lost. Okay, that makes me feel better. So that's slightly penitential. Okay, there were two parts. Can I just get this off my chest? Here okay. okay, there were two parts <laughs> to this retreat that I wrestled with. One was that he sends a picture of himself at the hockey game. He said, I said, I yeah. thought you went on a silent retreat. And, and he said, well, I'm not talking much. I, I'm, you know, Rob, I went with Rob Reynolds. Hey, Rob, uh, an alumni, great dude. Yeah, yeah. He's a chatter. Yeah, I didn't yeah, have to say yeah, much. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he, he carried the conversation. Okay, but then that, that wasn't the only picture or text I got. <laughs> so about like a oh, day and a half later, one. I get a, a text with a photo of a Bob with this massive Cuban stogie. I don't think I've seen you smoke many stogies before. That's why so. I sent a picture because yeah, I, I wanted to Did a picture you get sick? No, no. It, so, it, it actually, I think, it was because the. If you said it was massive, it, the lens must have been doing okay, something because well, it, it was, okay, it was like okay. a half cigar. Thing. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, funny. Yeah. yeah, it looked like this yeah. thing that. that yeah, yeah it, so, it looked. It looked. And huge. that was by yourself having that, or there other? So what ended up? Okay, so <laughs> he's got his grin on his face. <laughs> you need. What this happened? Was not a what happened was I was supposed to go home that night, and I got stuck because of the tropical storm. Mm. So at that point, stuck the retreat was over. Quotes, if you're watching, the retreat was over stuck. at that point. I was now waiting, uh, retreat. and then I had to wait actually until Were the you next by morning. Yourself? I was. That's it. So you had a cigar by yourself. I went to a cigar lounge. Where? Uh, in. In the airport? In Clearwater. Or? Oh, in, in Clearwater. Clearwater. Okay. Well, because the, I was getting enough notifications from my oh, phone. Oh, so you knew that you didn't have to go to the airport. And I thought, okay. and I was only like 15 minutes from the airport. I thought, well, I'd rather not be waiting at the airport. Can I say, I don't think I've ever had a cigar by myself. I did a lot of, I, I ate at restaurants by myself. Well, I mean, I've done that before lots oh, okay. of times. Have you ever gone to a movie by yourself? Absolutely, lots of times. Oh, lots of times? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, I mean, when I was, especially in that, the eight years when I was just traveling all the time. Yeah. yeah. I have a good friend of mine. Um, she and her husband, they think, like, they get depressed if I tell them. That you went to movies, by <laughs> One time I went to, out to dinner again, I was traveling, and, um, and I was... I'm assuming you go see a bunch of rom-coms. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But this one time I went out to dinner, I'm in my clerics, I just got off a plane, and it's Valentine's Day, and, and the, the, the waitress, <laughs> like, says, on, on the check, she writes, you know, happy Valentine's with a heart, and it's like, hmm. 
Hmm. It's just so weird. I mean, anyway. Maybe so. it was like Saint Valentine's. That's Maybe it. she That's knew it. that yeah, there's yeah. a there's a spiritual thing that was going yeah, on go with off. you. I go by myself. It was a little unusual, but I just kind of didn't have anything else. Yeah, that's awesome. Else to do, and awesome. so, um, but it was cool. So, okay, so let's get on the topic of the quote unquote retreat. The, the quote unquote How retreat. How was your retreat? Well, it it ended up was it good. It, it ended up being amazing, but awesome. it is. It was a four day retreat and three. Um, well, three and a half. Two. <laughs> All right, it was a two hour retreat. <laughs> so the first two days, so I got there on a Monday. And, um, I met with a spiritual director who I'd never actually met with somebody that like, wasn't, I, I told, you know, father Jonathan St. Andre is my spiritual director normally. And so I'm allowed to say that he's not, I guess. And, uh, I told him I'm, I won't cheat on you too much, but I'm going to see another director, you know, while I'm gone. And he was cool with that. So, um, she gave me some scriptures. It was nice. And then I, I had a lovely time. I went to, I decided I, I wanted to see Clearwater Beach because I've never seen it before. And everyone says it's one of the most beautiful beaches in the world. So I drove out and I thought, I'm in Clearwater. How far away can it be? Depending on traffic, quite a ways. Uh, yeah, two hours. Yeah. And, uh, Are you serious? I, the traffic was horrible. I might have gone the wrong way at one point, too. Okay, I was going to say so, 45 minutes. Yeah, I, my GPS took me to like an abandoned building. I'm like, this can't be Clearwater Beach. There was no water. I, that yeah, was the first yeah. That was the no, first, first clue. And then I got to the beach and I thought to myself, I don't, I actually really don't like beaches. I, so essentially, I was just avoiding God like for yeah, two yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I saw, but I, I was having nice like happy prayer times and stuff. And um, she couldn't meet with me until a little bit later on Tuesday. Well, you know, we have the lightning game. And so she's starting to, like, break open these things. Like, I feel like you need healing. And I'm like, oh. Could it be after the game? Not the healing stuff. I'm like, come on, the puck drops in two hours. Can we just get through the healing, like, nonsense, like, quickly? And it was really funny, though. Like, she's like, I feel like God wants to be intimate with you. For some reason, I left that meeting, like, someone, like, walking to the gallows. Like, oh, oh Lord. Not intimacy. Not intimacy again. Um, and I woke up, but I, but I, um, it was great to go with Rob because actually Rob had been at that same retreat center over the weekend. Oh, cool. The exact same room I stayed in. That's cool. So as I'm trying to hide from God, he's just telling me about all these wonderful healing moments. He had. I'm just like, I get it, Jesus. I get it. You love me. Fine. Fine. Just let me watch the game. And, um, I woke up Wednesday and it really was like, okay, Lord. Like, I'm not going to busy myself. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to, I'm just, I'm just going to give you, and it was, I had the house all to myself and it was really, it was really wonderful. I mean, it was just a lot of, there was a lot of that, you know, the, the scripture that came to me, it was during uh, the feast of St. John Lateran. And so the, the scripture was Jesus cleansing the, the temple, temple and right, saying, right, right. I, you, you've, you've made my father's house a marketplace. And Jesus didn't necessarily come into my house, my heart with a whip, yeah. but it was, I've made my heart a Catholic marketplace. Mm. Like it's lots of lovely things, some great projects, some wonderful books, nice some devotions. some great. Yeah, I mean it's a it's very well organized. You know, it, it's a, but it's still a marketplace. And um, I realized that I started, and it's a trap in ministry. I think there's a difference of like loving things of God and loving yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was, it was great. He just kind of gently cleared awesome. that out and it was um it was so healing and then i had a great opportunity with the spiritual director just to 
you know, I hate going back into my past sometimes. I just want to be like, okay, I did that at that retreat. Yeah, 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 it was really like, when she's like, I feel like there's a little boy who needs intimacy. I'm like, oh, the little boy stuff again. I I hate that little boy. (laughs) And, um, but, you know, we just always need healing. Every psychologist listening to us is saying, (laughs) what would I like to have him for an hour? (laughs) Want to get that guy on the couch. So uh, it's uh, it's great. And, you know, just an encouragement to all listening. Um, I remember when I did the healing retreat a year or so ago, just that understanding that the same word in scripture for mercy is the same word as healing. And yeah. just like we're always in need of mercy, we're always in need of healing, and it's okay. And I, I think in many ways it's when we don't understand our wounds or we just bury them, then they start driving us. Yeah. You know, they start acting on us in different ways. And, and it made me reflect on um, the scripture verse that we have at Franciscan this year, you know, about freedom and Christ made us made us for freedom. And it was an interesting shift when I thought about these things I was struggling with or dealing with as wanting to be freed from them. Like it was an acknowledgement, at least passively initially, oh, I'm enslaved to some of these feelings. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I can't help but feel anger in this situation or I can't help but not think about this all the time. And I don't think of it as I'm slaved to it. I just think I'm thinking about it. But right, then when right. I try to not, it's like, Oh, that has power. That has power right, there over me. That has real power over me. Yeah. And then bringing that to Jesus and just seeing Him set it free. It was it was worth the cigar at the end of the. That's retreat. awesome. And I think first off, I've done. I did my ordination retreat. I did my solemn vow retreat in that place, and it's really it really is holy ground. Yeah, that it's place it's really beautiful. Um, but what I think that maybe a takeaway is, and this is what anybody, everyone's not able necessarily to get away for a week, but. Right. They are able to, to the best that we can, identify those things that we keep us busy rather than actually being intimate with Jesus. Yeah. You know, and that was kind of the the breaking point for you is it's like, okay, I just need to stop. And and I think that's the invitation the Lord provides us is in the busyness of our day, even if it's for five minutes, right. to do the best we can that identify, okay, these are the things that are getting between me and the Lord. Ask the Lord to take them away and just have a minute or two just to be silent before the Lord. Is a great, great grace. And we, uh, you know, we did some of the unbound stuff, which is such a gift. Yeah. And the simple thing, well, there's a lot of things about unbound if you've heard of it, or even if you're not familiar with it. One of the powerful things is that we can claim, sometimes we feel like, oh, somebody needs to pray over yeah. me for a powerful experience. But what I was doing with the spiritual director is she was like, no, you say it. Like sure. in, in your you baptism, need. you renounce this. Yeah. Like you, you call this lie out. You proclaim this truth. Like, she's like, I mean, what am I? It doesn't matter. Like, I could say all these great and wonderful things and you just leave. But, like, some of it is walking out of there and saying, you're right, Lord. You love me for who I am, not what I do. Like, you are the one who's calling me to intimacy. You are the one, you know, who's always there for me, even when things were difficult. And I am not the total of my mistakes. I'm not the total of what I can do. I'm not, you know, and... And that's just again another beautiful gift of a power that I think sometimes we don't we can we can renounce the depression we can renounce the despair, you know, and we can bring Jesus you know more deeply into our hearts by boldly praying. That's awesome. Yeah, it was really really cool. Cool. Well, I'm glad you had a good retreat. Yeah, I really am too. I, you know, some people right you can't normally get away, and I don't think I I normally can't get yeah. away as I as I'm finishing up my sabbatical. One of my hopes was. I wanted, Air quotes. That's right. I wanted to uh, make sure I actually had some spiritual level of the sabbatical. Cool. And that was cool. That's awesome. Amen. Shall we pray? I think that'd be great. All right. 
Lord, we ask uh, for intimacy, mm. that you would draw us closer to yourself. Jesus, whatever is between you and the person who's listening, uh, move that away. If it's their past, if it's their hurt, if it's their brokenness, if it's something that they identify themselves, it's not you. Uh, take that away. Allow them to know your freedom and your grace and be present to them as they desire to be present to you. Continue to give us hope in you, Jesus. And may the Lord pour his blessings on you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Father Dave. Thanks, Bob. And thank all of you for listening. If you'd like, you can send us a prayer request, a thought for themes for an upcoming episode, or just say hi, hope at franciscan.edu, hope at franciscan.edu. See ya. Go Barons. Barons is the name of the team that we have here at Franciscan University.